Hello, everyone. Uh, food for thought. Food for thought. Had some uh, interesting feedback around people kind of using this as a uh, way to kind of get a feel for my crazy, my special blend of nutter butters. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this food for thought thing uh, outside of the interviews, and one of my biggest things is is that I, I, I worry that um, this stuff can get misconstrued. The stories that we tell ourselves in our own minds are a big deal to me, and this is sort of just the stories I tell myself as a, in the form of a rant, if you will. Um, you know, life is a complicated thing. We don't get to just uh, pick and choose the parts. It's all kind of coming at us like a hose, a water hose. You're just getting hit in the face, and you got to deal with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I've just been really thinking a lot about, you know, sort of the collision of, you know, the stories we tell ourselves. It kind of comes off the back of a couple things. I just finished the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And um, and I watched the Netflix uh, DACA, which is called Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, which is like this football player who, you know, murdered people, which was just kind of out there. But it was more around what the heck was going on with that guy as sort of the motivation. Um, there's a lot of stuff kind of spinning around. I'm, you know, my brain, you know, it's making me wonder and think and question stuff only because I have these questions in myself and, you know, it really centers around the way at which the mind works and, you know, the, the stories we tell ourselves, you know? So for example, you know, I didn't run, a, I didn't want, or I know real intention to read the book, subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, it was, you know, like it, there was these issues that I had with it only in that one, you know, I didn't want to read it and kind of it to change me in any real way or, or, or make me question who I was because I'm pretty confident in the person that I am, you know, and the other thing about it was, is like, you know, everybody, when this book came out, I don't know if I've said this before, was, um, that, you know, everybody kind of looked at me and was like, oh, that, that you must've written that book. You know, they had this perception that, you know, I don't give a fuck or whatever. You know, which is sort of a misconception, which I'm quite happy with because this is, I'm fine with that. You know, people are going to believe what people are going to believe. Um, but then in the, in the same way, it imposed an imposter syndrome inside of me that if I read the book, you know, and, and I found out that it had nothing to do with who I was, then those people might read the book and then go, oh, Joe's nothing like that. And then, you know, Joe's, I don't, I, I changes who what I think of Joe. And it's not that I necessarily care what people think of me, but uh, it's like this really complicated thing around the stories you tell yourself, you know, the things that keep you motivated and keep you moving. Um, you know, so one of the, you know, the reasons that I ended up reading this book is kind of two, two reasons. One of the reasons was uh, the beginning of the year, I had set some goals. One of those goals was to read more. And I was like, I'll read 10 pages a day. Now I have not read 10 pages a day. Um, but the reason I wanted to kind of set the bar of reading 10 pages a day was like, it's like, I want to work the mental muscle. Uh, I need to put more in there, you know, the recognition that, you know, it's only my own thoughts, which makes me believe that I'm crazy because I only come up with this stuff on my own. You know, be good to validate some things to feed myself a uh, higher quality diet of information and see what my brain does with that. And really, I've just looked at it as kind of like going for a jog every day, doing some cardio, keeping my muscle more in check and more more moving, um, you know, and so really, you know, that's kind of like my motivation is just to read. So I picked this book. And so really initially it was around doing that, but I don't, I'm not reading 10 pages a day. I am reading, um, you know, I have done probably read more than 10 pages a day, but in my story that I'm not telling myself is that on average, I'm reading 10 pages a day. And that's because in the week when I'm on the train, I read far more than 10 pages. I generally don't get to read on the weekends, uh, due to just what it is, but that's just an excuse. Um, but you know, that's kind of what I do, but that's kind of the crux of the whole thing, right? 
you know, um, you know, sort of the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, we often tell ourselves lies. We give ourselves, you know, the, I guess, appropriate outs so that we can make good on, you know, what we want to achieve, right? You know, in the case of this sort of 10-page thing, you know, fundamentally, this isn't a bad thing. I mean, I'm just basically trying to modify and keep motivated. I haven't stopped reading. Uh, Had I been more fatalistic in my approach to this, I would have probably stopped reading sometime in early January when I didn't read that first round of 10 pages. Uh, And I am not someone who wants to set myself up for failure. I try to set myself up for the win. So broadly speaking, the goal is for the year. Um, You know, I don't know if I'll read, um, you know, 10 times 365. But the point is, is I do want to read a number of books. I want to maintain a good habit of reading uh, in order to do it. So I'm willing to let a few things go in order to 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 kind of continue down the path. you know, so it's kind of like uh, it's 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 an innocent thing, but my brain tells me this story in order to keep me motivated. Um, but really, you know, that's not the crux of what we're capable of doing to ourselves. You know, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to kind of expose here is is like the complexity of the stories that we can tell ourselves to keep us moving, which kind of is where this Aaron Hernandez documentary thing comes in and look it's comp that this in and itself there and i'm not going to talk about that specifically because that's hugely complicated and i am absolutely going to call out that i watched a biased documentary from netflix around many different aspects of what it was in order to pull the strings and raise awareness obviously around um brain damage and things like that but the point is is that whether you have a uh, a weak untrained or lazy or damaged brain um the human condition and, you know, the role of your mind in that, uh, you know, is ever present, right? You're not going to get around it. You know, it doesn't matter if my brain is damaged or not. I still have to deal with myself. I still have to go through with everything. And, and granted, uh, you know, if, if there's, you know, issues in line, you know, obviously my, my self-talk and the way I deal with things are going to be far more, um, I guess, uh, the, the window of what those stories can be and the self-talk and the what I'm going to do to rationalize and deal with it is going to be different. But the point is, is it still has to happen. And that's what I'm kind of getting at with this whole, the stories we tell ourselves and, and you know, really want to call out the, the mind's clever ability to modify in real, real time, I guess, and argue <laughs> with yourself, um, you know, in order to make it okay. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing where you can have an objective uh, or, or have uh, an issue or have a worry or have anxiety or whatever and you can be re- running that in your mind over and over again, trying to work through it, and your mind can be actively working against you. Um, and my call out here is is that this has you know likely more to do with the fact that it becomes a habit, it becomes a thing that you do, it becomes you know the way you are because you don't want the externalization of this and and the and the view of what others see of you to change you don't want them to know you may be embarrassed but you're denying that reality inside and you're telling yourself these stories to keep it going to keep things going but i think you know what ends up happening is is that you end up losing to yourself in this battle and you know and i've i've experienced this and 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 i'm you know i'm absolutely one of the first people to put up my hands to say that I've done this. I've been stuck in this. I've told myself many stories and many lies to continue to, to continue down bad paths. But, you know, it's just one of those sort of real weird moments where you make this decision that I'm no longer going to do this. Um, you know, and I think some people 
have a hard time doing this. Uh, you know, it's it's very difficult to live an honest, uh, unashamed life. Um, you know, and to a certain degree, you know, here I am, the guy that's preaching all this sort of stuff. I don't. It's I'm not going to say that I'm 100% honest. I mean, I do work through things. It does take time sometimes for me to move through stuff. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's acceptable to hide in your own self, you know, and lie to yourself and do these things. And I guess that's really what I'm trying to call out is, is that, you know, if you are in a, you know, what I talk about uh, in, you know, I guess, or my analogies is there's circles. I have this circle of trust, right? And that circle of trust radiates outwards. And, you know, and there's people that I have that are super close to me that are in my like utmost trustable circle. Um, you know, my friends, uh, I have some very close friends in there, but generally speaking, this would be my family, uh, people that I, you know, kind of, kind of are in that unconditional sort of window. Uh, and then there's that sort of outer circle, which is just general friends, people that I know that are, you know, uh, not just acquaintances, but people that I've spent more time invested bits and time with. And then there's that outer circle of acquaintances and different things like that. And my honesty, you know, extends all the way out to my outer ring, uh, you know, sort of coworkers are out there as well. And some of those circles as well. So you've got to, got to build those relationships and put the effort in. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, when you're lying to yourself and living in this sort of you know, world where you're not being honest uh, and, you know, kind of creating these alter realities, uh, you know, both uh, through, you know, your own ability to hold on to these ideas, to keep telling yourself that you're no good or that, that you are good, even though you might not be because you really know that you're not. And then you're telling yourself these things to externalize these hugely complicated stories we tell ourselves and then they start to actualize. You might start to live them out a bit, you know, what have you, because you have no other way of dealing with it, but really there is no honesty about it. And what ends up happening is the internalization of all this turns into your misery. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it becomes your anxiety. It becomes your depression. It becomes your sadness. It becomes all the things that you've got. And, and the reason, and what I believe, and I'm, more than happy to be wrong about all this stuff. It's just me and a microphone trying to share my view of the world is, is that you don't necessarily trust the people around you. You don't necessarily have the capability of getting the words out for fear of something, for fear that it may push the, the, the people away from you or change the status quo. But let me ask you this question. If you're not able to be honest with yourself, let alone your first ring of people, are they, you know, are they really the people that you should have in your lives? Are they not inadvertently enabling you if they can't take on your honesty, that your truth, the way that you feel that these thoughts that you have um, aren't, you know, something they can't be there for you? Um, I don't know if that makes necessarily any sense, but, you know, the concept that I can be honest with my wife and she will um, unashamedly, uh, without any... Uh, you know, change and beat, take it on and hear it, knowing that maybe it will hurt her. That, it, yeah, maybe I might say something that does hurt, but she knows that I love her, that I care, and that the reason that I'm saying what I have to say is not only just for me in a weirdly selfish, narcissistic way, but also so that I can be better in the long run. Um, and that vice versa, I'm there for her and anything that she wants to say as well. And that I'm willing to be wrong and that I'm willing to do all this is all part of this sort of package that we should all bring. You know, it's it's one of the things where your mental health is what matters, you know, and that your ability to have a healthy mind and, you know, and, and that it works in a way that's beneficial not only for you to do what you need to do, but beneficial for the people in your family, for your children, for your 
parents, you know, for whomever you're trying to help have a good life and, you know, be part of, um, you know, that they should take on, you know, who you are as a person. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to hide. You shouldn't have to create these stories to hide behind. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it, look, this isn't a complicated thing. I'm not going to say that you just, you know, go out and just start being honest because I mean, tell you what, it's probably going to shock the shit out of the people around you. And, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to tell people the truth. Um, but again, you have to establish these relationships. You have to establish the the precedent for being this way, you know, and it's not like it's all of a sudden I just did this. I just slowly over time was more and more honest. I was more and more um I calculated in a positive way around how I would deliver a message and how I would take someone down the path. I was willing to apologize for the impact of what I'd done. You know, these are all just things you can take advantage of to get out amongst it and be more honest in your existence. If you don't like something, you should be entitled entitled to say that. Um, and if the other people don't like that, you don't like it. You can say, look, I, I'm sorry that that may have upset you, but this is how I feel. And, you know, I need to ensure that I say this to you because, you know, one, if you know, we're going to proceed in anything. Uh, we should be able to talk like this and and be respectful of each other's opinions and still be able to come to, you know, a compromise or a middle ground of some sort. But also finding out that those people that aren't like that are kind of not worthy of being around you and potentially are enabling you to continue to hide in yourself. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, if if you know, if you're if you're telling yourself stories you know, ones that only help your narrative, ones that, you know, leave you alone with yourself, leave you with doubt, I guess, leave you isolated. You know, those are the stories, sto those are the kind of stories that are just bad influences. It's no different than having a bad person in your life. Those stories are the ones that, you know, will send you down a path where, you know, basically really doing, you know, end up doing stupid things, you know, like bad, making bad decisions. Um, you know, they end up filling you with anger and regret and like, I guess, sadness. Like I said before, some anxiety, depression. I mean, all these things are just basically providing you, lubricating this world where you just feel an overwhelming sense of being lost, right? And I know we all have those moments where you feel lost, um, but generally speaking, that's when you feel the most alone in the world, right? And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like we set out in our lives, you know, to be this way, to have these feelings, to go through that. I mean, like, you know, when you're a kid, this doesn't exist. You know, you, when you're a kid, you're learning how to walk, you're learning how to talk, you're learning how to read and write. You know, the the overwhelming sense of being lost in this world doesn't happen till much later when the context of everything comes into play and you're kind of been left to yourself to 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 do with it, you know, to deal with it, right? Um, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, all right, guys, like nobody wakes up one day and says, fuck the world, I want to be miserable in my own shit. That just doesn't happen. It's not something you wake up and do. You know, it takes a very large amount of, of things and you know a huge path to get you to the point where you are that isolated uh, that you feel that way right and fundamentally this is a dangerous place to be um you know for the perspective of you know i would just tell myself you know stories to motivate myself uh dangerous in that you know hey look anything you do regularly can become a bad thing because you can apply it to anything all the way through to yeah like i'm gonna murder people you know, because you can continue to tell yourself the stories that are required. I know this is a giant leap between the two things, but both these things exist in the world. You know, everything exists all at the same time. And there's no way that your unique set of problems uh, are not, are, are, are unique. 
you know, that, that you're alone only in that you're alone in yourself, that when you share these things, you're somewhere in the spectrum and somebody else has had these things happen to them. You know, like it's just, it, you're not unique. That's like one of the big deal things that I'm realizing. It's, we're not, you're not alone. You're not unique. And your, your set of problems are not special. You know, the fact that you think they are is only because you're keeping them to yourselves. And more times than not, when you put these things on the outside of your head, you're going to find that others have had the problems that, the, you know, that they're going to be able to resonate with people and they're going to be able to make an impact both to someone who has yet to have those problems or is feeling those problems and also help you lift yourself up. Um, you know, I mean, like I live in Australia, right? And I mean, there's heaps of help out there. Mental health is massive in Australia. It's, it's really ingrained in the culture. You know, I mean, there's like governmental free services. I think you're, you pay for healthcare, but it's part, it's partially covered. Um, you know, so in Australia is very little excuse for you to not have some sort of outlet to go in and deal with things, right. To, to go and talk to somebody, you know, cause if you just need to go and kind of have that solo, you know, extension where you talk to somebody, go do it, you know, or rip off the bandaid and start talking to your, you know, to your partner, your, your family, your friends, right? Like they shouldn't be judging you for being you, for having these thoughts. They should be there for you. Right. And they'll back you. And I think you'll be surprised when you kind of, you know, do this because, you know, again, you're not alone. I mean, everybody has a version of the same problem, the same worry, the same story, right? It's just a matter of sharing it so that you feel, um, like you're heard, right? And that you feel like you can constructively come up with things to move on. Um, because I'll tell you what, it's a massive weight off your shoulders. The release you get from just simply talking about something is huge. The sharing of information, uh, especially when you've been carrying it and releasing that out in the world is addictive. And the honesty gene, the, the honesty gene, the honesty uh, capability becomes something you want and strive for. You know, you want to be able to say what's on your mind. You do not want to carry these things around anymore because at the end of the day, it's just shit. You know, you, the sooner you can get something off your chest, the better off you're going to be in the long run because you're not going to have to sit there and question it and wonder about it and feel crazy about it all. So, you know, get stuff out. The earlier, the better. You know, uh, it's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel better. And I'll tell you what, if, if you need to talk to someone, talk to somebody. If you need to go get help, go get help. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your brain. It's good for your family. It's good for your friends. And it's good for you to be better at what you're going to, you know, what you're going to do in life. Uh, you're going to be able to um, do the things you want to do. And I guess, you know, sorry, that was a big middle ground. But I mean, the second reason that I, um, you know, was reading the book and, and, and in the end because it became something I couldn't necessarily put down was because it, it resonated with me. The subtle art of not giving a fuck did resonate with me. Um, not because uh, I'm right or I'm, it made me feel right about, you know, sort of my, I guess, method to my madness. Um, but it comes from the same pond of epiphany. The author of the book has, you know, abstracted his experiences in, in a very similar way that I have. Um, you know, and it's very much around, you know, kind of the idea that what it also did in reading it was release that imposter weight. You know, it released something um, that I was sort of caring about. You know, am I going down the right path with something like this 
these podcasts, this particular part of the podcast where I talk sh- basic shit for, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, you know, and it's something that I was worried about, but at the same time, not worried about, I, you know, have since realized that I've got a great method of picking and choosing what I give a shit about. And, you know, it, you know, it became a motivation. So my concerns, my worries became a motivation because I did tell people that I was concerned about reading this book and I did get that out of my head early so that I could get past it. And once I had, it became a motivation to finish this book to, you know, get into it and understand it as best as possible so that I can continue down the path of being mentally motivated, um, you know, and deal with life. Uh, because at the end of the day, if I'm not at my best, then I'm not at my best for the people I care about. So there it is, people. Uh, get out there. I've, I've, the show notes will have links to things if you want to click them. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this a little bit longer this time, but it's a, it's a complicated concept. And really, I want you to think about the stories you tell yourself. You know, are you greasing the, uh, the sort of bullshit machine in your mind? Or are you telling yourself stories in order to keep you uh, on a positive and motivated path? I mean, you're going to do it anyway. You know, are you hiding from something? then get it out. Tell somebody you're hiding from something. Put it on the table. Make it real instead of something that you can continue to, you know, jerk it, jerk around in your brain. Um, you know, because like my dad said, it's just masturbating monkeys in your mind. Um, and I never understood it until about, like really understood it until probably about a year or two ago when I was like, oh fuck, that's what he meant. Um, so look, at the end of the day, people, uh, you know, find that place where you can be free of your bullshit. Um, be honest with yourself. It's really what it's all about. And if you've got stuff feeding yourself and, and massaging the bullshit machine, then get rid of it. It's not important. Um, because the only thing we really have left are ourselves and that's the shit you're stuck with until the day you die. Um, and that's morbid, but that's the truth. So, uh, that's food for thought. Uh, I believe I'm 15 of these things in. And, uh, yeah, a little bit late, but, um, on this one, I, I, you know, I normally try to get this out on a Friday, but I'll get it out on a Friday. It'll be out today. Um, thanks everybody. I, uh, hope I haven't jarred you too much with this particular one and I hope you, uh, unfuck yourself. That's another interesting book. I got to finish reading that one. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this helps in unfucking yourself. A lot of F-bombs. Peace everybody. Peace everybody.